This call is being recorded. Thank you, everyone, for jumping on today's call. I, I really appreciate it. Um, today, we're going to tackle on episode 127 the, the battle between vision and ego, right? Vision versus ego. But before we get into that, I got to remind you of, of my professional purpose, and then that is to help you, the broker, optimize your productivity and help you become the best version of yourself. Why? Because I believe wholeheartedly that happy brokers sell more real estate. And I do that by helping you handle the challenges and opportunities that you face every single day. And if you can effectively manage those certain situations that arise on a daily basis in your business and in your life, you'll be more productive and live a life that is the best version of you. And like I said, today as we dive further into this championships or one in the fourth quarter, I want to tackle the relationship between vision vision, and its relationship with ego, with your ego. Now, first, let me explain my thoughts on the topic. I, I look at vision as the promises that you've made yourself while defining ego is the positive and negative external drivers that motivate you. Now, I want to make it clear that I will not try to define ego that is something bad, right? In fact, I think if you're going to be a highly productive and evolved ELP, which is a elite level producer, you need to have some ego to give you that extra fuel needed to meet your vision, right? What I'll try to do is help define ego and put it in its proper place. Now, ego without a proper vision is what drives, for example, and you've heard the stories, uh, you know, about a business owner who has spent, you know, their entire life building, you know, a super successful company. And then they sell that company for tens and sometimes hundreds of millions of dollars or more. But many of them without that long-term vision, the business owner will be wildly miserable after they sell that company, right? Why? Because that person had never defined who they want to be, who they, you know, who they want to become and how they want to live. And all of their self-worth is wrapped up in their business. Now, when the business is gone, so is the purpose. And that's really the basis of why we want to think longer term, longer range, right? Who do we want to become and how do we want to live? Because we don't want to ever be in that situation. All right. So on the other hand, a person with only vision and no ego will get bored quickly and maybe even start feeling sorry for themselves, right? They will not have that external drivers to get their butt out of bed in the morning to do the work. So as you can see, there's a symbiotic relationship between vision and ego. The challenge is finding the fine line between the two. Now, I'm going to go into some I'm going to go into several examples of external drivers, which is the ego, and that I've seen used in the world of, of you know, brokerage and I want to explain that fine line you have to walk around to stay centered 
Now, to properly stay centered, you want to use the phrase. Now, this is going to be another filter for you, kind of like if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no, right? But I want you to use the phrase, will I celebrate if? Okay. So I hear all the time, here's, here's like 10 examples of, you know, external drivers that drive brokers. And, and then I'm going to kind of try to help you find that fine line through some further description. This will not be on my notes or on the blog post. It will be only in the, uh, you know, the recorded version. But, you know, we have a leaderboard, right? And a lot of agents will say, I want to be number one, or I want to be in the top 10 on the leaderboard to feel successful, right? So you want to say to yourself to keep that in line, will I celebrate if I'm number 10 on the leaderboard, but other parts of my life are unsuccessful, right? I want to be number one in my market before I can do all the other stuff. Tee that up to, I will celebrate that. Will I celebrate if my life is, again, you know, my marriage is on the rocks or my relationship with my partner is on the rocks? Will I still celebrate that vision if that's the case, right? Number three, I have a particular broker in my market that I want to beat. And if I don't, I won't feel like I had a successful year. Will I celebrate that goal if I spend all of my money on marketing and I have nothing left over? Right? I did everything I could. I spent all the money I could to beat that other person in the market from a marketing standpoint, will I celebrate that if that's the case? If I let that ego get in the way of other parts of my vision, I have to make so-and-so proud or I won't feel successful. A lot of times it's family members, it's parents, husbands, wives, partners. Will I celebrate if... Right. You want to make sure that you're able to tee all of these questions up. Yeah, we want to celebrate. Yeah, we want to celebrate. Um, if you if you do a well enough. Right. Here's another one. I have to keep up with the Joneses. You hear this all the time. Right. People are looking on uh, Instagram. They see what everybody's doing and they got to keep up with everybody. Will I celebrate keeping up with the Joneses if I'm doing amazingly well in all parts of my life? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to celebrate that. Yeah, I'm doing well. Number six, I still have to prove that I've got what it takes at my age. For some people, uh, might be that they're younger and they've got to prove to the world that just because they're young, they can still be successful. Or if you're in inning seven, eight, or nine of your career, you've got you got that chip on your shoulder that I can still do this. But will I celebrate that if I forgot to live along the way? If I'm constantly 
not finding that balance between business and life. Will I celebrate going all in, but being miserable in other parts of my life? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Number eight, all of my friends from college fill in the blank and I need to stay, I need to stay one step ahead, right? That competitive nature. Will I celebrate that if I didn't take time to travel? I didn't take time to see friends, you know, some of us get so busy that our, some of our friends stop inviting us out to dinner, right? Because they, they don't want to be with somebody that's on the phone negotiating deals and having to get up and go, right? Are you, have you set those boundaries in your life to be able to celebrate your success properly? Number nine, because of how I grew up, I have to prove to people that I've got what it takes, right? You're driven by your past. But are you really, truly able to celebrate your success? You've done everything. You've spent every dime. You've spent every, all the time you can. You've got to where you want to go. But then you look and you say, not sure that this is what I want. Vision versus ego. These statements are all ego-driven. Okay. Number 10, I'm just going to grind, Jim, and do what I do. I don't need to do all this other stuff, right? Like, just going to grind, right? I love, I'm into this hustle culture. It's all I understand. It's all I get. I'll figure out the rest of that stuff down the road, right? You wake up and you're a certain age and you forgot to do certain things. Those are, those are the questions that we want to avoid by putting boundaries um, into our life and remember to enjoy the, the finer things in life. I'm going to tell you a really personal story that changed my life. And I just like, just came up um, when my, eldest daughter was about 10. Um, we were going to do a daddy-daughter date, and she loved Five Guys hamburgers at that time. She was all excited, got dressed up. And so we went, um, sat down, and we had our burgers. She had her milkshake. We had our fries. We were having a good time. And, you know, we were into the meal, and I looked up, and she had a, had a, had a tear in her eye. And I realized at that moment that the reason she was upset was that I had been on my phone, whether it be fiddling it, texting, typing, whatever, the entire lunch during that daddy-daughter date. And I will never forget the look on her face, ever. And that changed it for me. I said, this is enough. And so that's where when ego or your desire to drive yourself to a level and you forget about your 10-year-old daughter 
in front of you. And it, it's until you see the tears coming down her face that you realize you got to figure this out. There's more to life than being in hustle culture mode all the time. So vision beware. If this is all you have to motivate yourself, there will be a day of reckoning. And at some point you will wake up feeling empty, looking for an answer. If all you have is ego driving you without the vision. Now I'm gonna let you in on a little secret too. At some point in time, I have lived every single one of those thoughts, all 10 of them that I just laid out, right? 20% of the people are motivated by inspiration. This is the Elon Musk of the world that, you know, that want to build electric cars and put people on Mars and build a solar, you know, business. They see something out and they're motivated by inspiration. Money is not an issue, right? But 80% are motivated by desperation, which is this fight or flight part of your brain that motivates you, right? So um, I'm personally part of the 80% that is motivated by desperation. Yes, I am motivated when my back, mostly motivated when my back is up against the wall. I've got to always create that next level, that next vision, because I'm inherently lazy, okay? And that is, I've got, I've put so much leverage on myself by getting here and speaking to everyone about these items that I cannot lay, out, lay off, right? But I have put these boundaries into my life to keep things under control, right? So, um, so I have to kind of find that ego as fuel. So when I started using it as fuel to meet my vision, everything changed, right? I realized that I, if I stayed focused on my vision and had the patience to play the long game, the patience to play the long game. I'm talking to this about, to my daughters about this exact topic in this world of, you know, um, being able to go online, right? through Amazon, get everything you need a day later. It's so hard for us to think and stay focused on three years out when we can get everything instantly. So you got to have the patience to play the long game. Realizing, now I realize that all of the respect and recognition will naturally follow. Will naturally follow. If you just do what you have to do every single day, with the long game in mind, you will win and the recognition will follow and the respect. Kind of like the chicken and the egg, right? What comes first? What, fir what comes first is always you. You always has to come first. Focus on you. And then define those other external motivations, the ego, and use them as fuel, as scoreboards, and as 
mile markers. Sitting across the table from Allie, seeing that tear running down her cheek reminded me that I had crossed the line. Now, we've talked a lot about boundaries, and I need you to add what we've talked today about today as a boundary. Use the phrase, will I celebrate if, to true up your vision. You need to become extremely aware of your relationship between your vision and your ego. If you are finding yourself focusing too much on external motivators, pull it back and get recentered on how you want to live and who you want to become. If you are losing fuel, you are losing fuel for whatever reason, go out and get motivated. Go find your Goliath. Got a little measuring tool that I want to throw in as part of your planning that you've heard me talk about before. And it's a nice way to kind of measure this. And if you're looking, a lot of people look at GCI, they look at production, they look at other things in their goal setting strategies, things that they put on their vision board. But man, I, I love PPH, which is, which is your profit per hour, which is by taking your gross commission that you've earned on, on your 1099 at the end of the year and divide by the estimated hours that you work, which is normally about 2,600 hours. Track that, track your production. The higher that profit per hour goes, within that is all of your boundaries built in, right? No, I'm not going to go and do work with that buyer, that seller. It's out of my wheelhouse. I'm not going to do the best job for them. It's going to take a lot of time to drive there back and forth. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stay where I'm the most effective. PPH, profit per hour. You heard it here first and have heard it from me actually over the years. So to be an ELP that is consistently growing both personally and professionally, you know, you've got to have a little bit of a competitive, you've got to be a little bit of a competitive badass. But you've got to be strategic and thoughtful about everything. You've got to consistently manage that relationship between your vision and your ego, or you will find yourself off course quickly. Team, thank you for jumping on the call today. I'll get this downloaded. You can listen to it again. It's been helpful. Appreciate all of you taking this time and talk to you again next week. Thank you.